Hello, future sycophants and acolytes. I am your humble host, Seth, and in this episode of By That I Mean, Asia and I will compare red velvet cupcakes and explore rashes and love lunch. We recorded this in January, and my audio setup wasn't working at the time, so the recorded files had more dropouts than a gathering of the juggalos. Plus, much of what we discussed was topical and is already dated. Note to future Seth, watch the balance of topical versus generic discussions. P.S. Love that hair. This is 35 minutes of dynamite and nonsense, but it's also got some extra blips and bloops you're not going to hear in future episodes. Speaking of which, I've got about two perfectly recorded shows in the can ready to edit. So enough preemptive apologizing horseshit on with the entertainment. I called this stupid podcast by that I mean. The first episode was recorded solo. What's your reaction to that? I can't hear myself. <laughs> Emergency! <laughs> I can't hear myself! <laughs> Would you mind if I took my pants off? No. <laughs> In fact, I'm wondering why they've been on so long. Oh, it's only because I've got a rash. Is it everywhere, everywhere? Can you hear yourself again? That is not an answer to my question. I can finally sleep now. I have finally recovered from the great rash of late 2010 and early 2011. That lasted two it's whole years. the singular <laughs> national tragedy. <laughs> Nothing else happened this winter, right? There, there were no shootings. There was just there... Seth Rash. Okay. Basically had a rash. Still have the remnants of a rash everywhere. Almost everywhere. Not my waistline, because, you know. Why would I do that? If the good Lord is going to spare me one indignity. No, that's not true. My face. Let's yeah. be thankful. Yeah. I itched until I couldn't sleep several nights, but at least it's not on my face. Not your waistline and not your face. Does that mean that it got to the good bits? No. No. Okay. Thankfully. Okay. So that's another thing to be thankful no. for. Yeah. Because if somebody saw that. Wait, I have good bits. Don't we all have good bits? I think we all have. We have our bits. We have fun bits. They have the most oh, that's true. nerve endings that's true. of any other part of your body. <laughs> so therefore, they're good bits. But what about the heart? No. The heart okay. is just basically a battery pack. Wait, you mean my emotions don't actually come out of Your emotions come out of your damn limbic system, and you know this. As a male, my emotions come from my good bits. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we can all that's acknowledge true. this. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm finally recovering from this rash. The best part of it is that I still don't know exactly what it's from. I went to a dermatologist who said, by way of literally pulling a textbook off a wall and pointing to pictures in it, that it was an allergic reaction to an antibiotic bathroom or some shit. Um, but it turned out I never had that. <laughs> I did have, like, a bajillion tonsil infections last year, 
which was the only other national tragedy that happened in 2010, other b- before my I rash. I love how these national tragedies are. They're national. I understand. Let's admit I, I, I probably felt it where I was. Um, Do you remember where you were when you found out that Seth had a rash? Do you ever have trouble putting down your devices? Uh, no, I'm not the lady that held the phone. Oh, I am so glad I got to be the first person to show you that. Luke doesn't even keep his ringer on. And like gets pissed off when my ringer's on when he's asleep and it goes off and he wakes up to it. I need that. Something might happen that's an emergency. I need to know about it right away. Like say somebody died. I was too busy keeping my phone off that I didn't know about the funeral, and I missed the funeral. But it's keeping it on silent. It's not even turning it off. There's this thing about modern cell phones that can do everything. There's kind of an expectation that you will always be reachable every single second. I had my last cell phone for eight years. Oh, I had like, my last one for six years. Like, until it's not it, like, like a, I care about like the newest trends or whatever. I do, right. however, care about if there's an emergency, like I'm there for the person that needs me. Fair enough. If someone's life is in danger. <laughs> and usually, strangely enough, I get those calls. Somebody like, needs a ride right away. Otherwise, like, you know, they just found out about something. Like, oh. right and they need to get well, somewhere. Well, but see, if you're the ride, then everything's going to be an emergency. Like, what if it's a gig? Like, hey, we need you tomorrow. Can you come in? And, like, they're calling lots of people. I get the call because my phone's fucking yeah. on and I get it. Are you saying that phone silence is a luxury? Phone silence is kind of selfish. Whoa. In a way. That's a moral judgment. Well, for instance, when I need to reach my boyfriend and he's like, no, I want to fucking keep my ringer off so it doesn't annoy my ears. When I like need him for something that's important and cannot wait until later and cannot get a hold of his ass. Then no, that's selfish to me. I think that's selfishness. Now, is that an expectation that you place upon a boyfriend or is that like... I mean, well, I mean, technically... Is that something that you tell him? I don't have that much to draw upon, like, like considering past history or whatever. However, like, I mean, because usually I've got like, fuck buddies, who is the phone immediately when I call because... Right, because they know what you're calling (laughs) for. Yeah, exactly. And it's the kind of emergency that requires a car. (laughs) I know that he's doing it for purely selfish reasons. He likes... To not be reachable, I guess. Or he likes. I am of that opinion. I like being unreachable sometimes. Wait, what is that? I think it's a feeling of freedom. Well, let me ask you this, though. When you need to reach somebody and you can't reach them, is it annoying? Is it an emergency? (laughs) Say, like. Do they have a car? Say, like, say, like, you need to call your doctor. Say, you need to call him to get a prescription refill. And he's not reachable because he decided to take a luxury vacation. I don't know what doctors do. Are you going to be slightly peeved that you cannot get a hold of this person when you need them? I feel like I have to have my own space. That's, I think it's part of the same mentality that kind of led me to starting music studio shit in my apartment. And Well, you, you live alone. Say you had a roommate. And they were locked out. And if they I had a roommate, get... they would have stabbed me so many times <laughs> over by now. Luke asked me to come over. over to... Luke asked me to come over to his house one night, and I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll do that." And he passed out by the time I got there. And when I got there, the gates were locked. I couldn't even get in, so I tried to call him, and the ringer's off, so he can't wake up to his ringer. So I had to fucking scale a wall. Well, it wasn't really that big of a deal, but like I had to scale a gate. I had to step over a log to get into this house. And he also keeps his doors unlocked. 
Uh-huh. But, like, yeah. I, like, so <laughs> the actual damage done to you by his not having answered the I got moment. slightly dirty, and okay. I did not like that. Okay, bad example. Bad example. Near example. I can't really think of any right now. I don't call people when I don't need them. I mean, to be honest, creditors usually call me, so it is annoying to have my phone on. However, if I do get a gig and I missed it, then I would be super, super pissed and would not let him enter me anymore. <laughs> do you want to pour some of yours into mine? Yeah, I'll pour some of mine into yours anytime. I'm telling you, though, you need to get an intern. I mean, who's going to make the next batch of pina coladas? I know. <laughs> who's going to turn my knobs for me? Turn my knobs, mix my drinks, operate my blender. All while wearing boxer briefs. Mm. See, I love boxer briefs. They give you the support of a brief, but the freedom (laughs) of a boxer. What did you talk about in your last podcast? Honestly, it was like a thing I recorded the night before the midterm elections. It sounds terribly self-indulgent. It was nothing but (laughs) self-indulgent. That was the entire point of it. And also to be self-righteous at the same time. (laughs) When you can be both indulgent and righteous about yourself, (laughs) I think that is, that's the perfect combination, really. Like a politician. Yeah. (laughs) Or a dude on the internet. (laughs) Yes. Or dude. That's why the internet's the great equalizer, because it makes us no better or worse than every politician or douchebag with an opinion ever. I would like to hear it, actually. I haven't heard it. It was basically a rant about how the Tea Party is all funded by corporate money and the people who I was afraid were going to vote for it who did. The old people who were easily misled by people telling them the government's going to come kill them. Voting against their own interests and voting for people like Michelle Bachman and... Tea Partiers. Yeah. It was my kind of primal scream moment. Your network moment. I had heard from a lot of my friends that they weren't planning on voting. What it ultimately came down to was me telling everyone I could reach on my Facebook page to vote the next day. Funnily enough, though, you did not place this podcast on your Facebook page. Yeah, I did. Did you? Because I missed that. I did. Maybe it's because... I did a shitty job of (laughs) reposting it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have no self-promoting acumen You gotta make a note. You gotta make a note and then tag everybody. So you're saying that posting it once is my status update? (laughs) Wasn't the most permanent way of posting that on Facebook? Not when you post five status updates a day. Honestly, I'll admit, I'm... A serial Facebook poster? I'm a serial Facebooker. And I mean, I post so much of politics. I think it's kind of my stream of consciousness. It's more like this. You're like, oh my god, I'm outraged by this. You should all be too. But no, it's a good way to like let your friends know where you stand and what you're thinking. That's the thing I came back to is that I have considered stopping several times, but then there are like random people who who are my Facebook friends who never, ever talk to me ever about politics and were like, actually, that was kind of informative. So that's the people I hope to reach. But then, of course, I wrap it all in the, oh, my God, these are the worst people ever (laughs) language. I know to the largest extent I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe not, because you are from the South. You don't know what your friends back home think. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know either. Actually, that's one reason why I kind of want to work more on my website Mm -hmm. and on, like, 
making podcasts, songs and pictures, I'll be better able to gauge how I affect people with what I do when I'm actually making more things. The real thing that I'm posting about in politics is what I'm learning. And it's kind of my, like, <laughs> my study guide. Yeah. And a soapbox. Sometimes. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. But it's it's only a soapbox because I'm fleshing out the things that I suspected or um, realizing that something I assumed was the case about politics or about the way the government works isn't actually how I was led to think growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a like a fine wine. You're twirling your pina colada. Oh, I have my fine pina colada snifters. <laughs> they are big. They are very large. Port of Call is a restaurant in New Orleans that makes the best burgers ever. Are you they, hoping they're going to give you free burgers? They age their own beef. That's a yes And thing. what <laughs> I'm saying is that I hope in exactly one week's time I receive five pounds of aged ground beef in the mail. I think that's a completely reasonable expectation. Maybe I should start saying things to get me free stuff. Let's see. Uh, Bravo, (laughs) amazing Italian restaurant, Indiana. Bravo has the most incredible... Oh, wait, what is the name of that thing? Pasta Woozy is what it's called. Excuse me? W-O-O-Z-I. That's a Jersey short name. From Bravo. No, it's Bravo. The Italian restaurant, Indiana, that I like. Oh, I thought you were talking about the channel Bravo. What the... Oh, oh, of course not. Of course I wasn't talking about the national cable channel Bravo. <laughs> this has just turned into a free food race. <laughs> <laughs> I will have the small one. You made, you made impeccable red velvet cupcakes. And I made serviceable red beans and rice. It was delicious. Thank you. It was amazing. I believe the best component of a red velvet situation is the cream cheese frosting. The canned variety of cream cheese frosting is disgusting, disgusting, perverse, plasticky tasting. Wrong. Yeah, it's wrong in every way. And you made this frosting manually (laughs) from tears, love, (laughs) and cream cheese. And butter and powdered sugar. Also butter and powdered sugar. And vanilla. And it just works. It's perfect. Thank you. I will gain five pounds. <laughs> I was so nervous because you are from New Orleans. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to know if they're bad. It's true. People from New Orleans do have taste buds. <laughs> but especially when it comes to red velvet cake. Like, out here, it's people will eat anything that's called red velvet and think it's good. They'll buy oh my like, God, grocery yes. store red velvet cupcakes and think it's delicious. Or they'll buy it from Sprinkles. Hush. Sprinkles is delicious. You can't hush me on sprinkles. Sprinkles so I, good. I don't know what you're talking about. Words like overrated come to mind when I think words of like sprinkles. too expensive come to mind, but no, not overrated because they are delicious. They're decent. There is a cupcake place called the Frosted Cupcakery. It is cupcakery. They call themselves the Cupcakery. Oh my god! Like even entering there, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, cupcake. No, <laughs> cupcakery. Incorrect. You cannot make yourself a word. It can be a noun. Cupcakery. No. Look it up in the dictionary. It's like a bakery, but they make cupcakes. And that's all they make? Yes. And they have food trucks parked in their parking lot. Oh, no, I've been to them. Yeah, no, no, Fred Sprinkles is better. Well, I had cupcakes at the Frosted Cupcakery. They were better than Sprinkles. No. I had it off their food truck. I remember that. I was at uh, First Fridays. In the My counter argument is going to be a bite of your cupcake. <laughs> I have made my point. 
you think it's good. How is I making your point? If you think it's bad, then you can take a bite and that would be your counter argument. Well, I took a bite and it was good because it reminded me of the Frosted Cupcakery. That means- it reminded me of my hatred for sprinkles. Did you go to the one Beverly Yeah, Hills? honestly, I can't hate Did any you- cupcakes. I can't hate a <laughs> like, cupcake. How could you hate a- I No. There's no room in my heart for hatred. Of cupcakes. <laughs> like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Did you go to the one in Beverly Hills? Yeah. And did you order a red velvet cupcake? I did. Their frosting was wrong. What do you mean their frosting was wrong? Their frosting, like, had this plasticky aftertaste You might have been on a bad day. Or did you eat that candy thing on top of it? Because you're not supposed to do that. It's just for decoration. Then why the fuck would you put it there? It's decoration. Don't put something on my cupcake and not expect me to eat it. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can eat it, but it just doesn't taste good. It's like a dog treat. You're telling me. I'm not going to eat dog treats. Wait, no, but... wasn't it, like, white chocolate or something? No, it's just, like, this little, like, chip thing with a chip on top of it that's kind of like, are you sure you went to Sprinkles? Wait. It's a circular. No, Ralph's. It's this... I was thinking of Ralph's red Probably. velvet cupcake. Yes. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, at first I was joking, but then I was like, oh, you know what? I've actually had that. I think they only charge $2 for their... For their shitty cupcakes? No, their red velvet cupcake is pretty good. Ralph's? Ralph's. Their name is Vomit. And they sell food. <laughs> <laughs> You can't podcast by looks. <laughs> you can judge by silence. Consider me judged. <laughs> or maybe you just only had Ralph's cupcakes and confused them with sprinkles. No, I've had sprinkles. Did you have they the were good. Velvet? Did you have the red velvet sprinkles? The sprinkles, red velvet one, is not dry. Hmm. Other other ones may be dry, but the red velvet one, not dry. I like them sloppy. <laughs> I like them sloppy and wet in my mouth. Someplace on 3rd Street makes a good red velvet cake. Kravitz like gave, got me cupcakes from Jones on Third once for my birthday, and they had this marshmallowy. Okay, it was like this chocolate cupcake with this marshmallowy topping encased in chocolate. Imagine like a Dairy Queen drizzled cone instead of ice cream in the middle. It's like this really good marshmallow shit. Did I do a bad job explaining that? <laughs> you kind of had me just anticipating ice cream. And then you're like, replace ice cream with marshmallows. <laughs> it's hard to follow up ice cream. I know, with marshmallow fluff. I don't know. I've, I've never been able to take marshmallow fluff unadulterated. There was chocolate covering it, encasing it. <laughs> Protecting it. <laughs> swaddling it in a blanket of delicious cocoa. But it wasn't ice cream. It was not ice cream, but you could have like a scoop of ice cream next to it. Now, see, that's going to be my store is ice cream cupcakes. Because they Ooh. have like ice cream cakes. And they don't have... Tiny portable versions of that. That's true. That's true. Luke's favorite cake is, should I talk about this? Luke is your boyfriend. Let's not use that word. Oh, really? He is (laughs) my boy. Well, he's a man. He's your boy. He's my man. I don't want to do that. He's your boy man friend. He's my boy man friend. For his birthday, like, I called his mom because I met her over Thanksgiving. And I asked about Luke's favorite cake growing up. And then I made it for his birthday. It's called a score bar cake. And a score bar, I had never heard of it before. It's like a Hersh- it's like a it's like a Heath bar. It's yeah, toffee. S-K-O-R. Yeah, it's toffee, like with chocolate over it. And what you do is you get like a really good chocolate cake mix, which is easy. So I was like, yeah, I don't have to make a cake from scratch. You make the cake, and then when it's like all fully cold or whatever, you um poke holes all in the cake. And then you take a jar of Mrs. Richardson's caramel fudge topping and you slather that all over the cake. And then you beat some score bars with like a hammer or something and put the pieces all over the cake. Then you take some whipped cream that you can make yourself or you can buy some Cool Whip. And you slather that all over the cake. And then you beat some more score bars and you slather that all over the cake. 
and then you cry because you're diabetic. <laughs> like, no, it's actually it's super good. But yeah, it's uh, super uh, healthy. I mean, did he have a fat kid complex? No, he goes to the gym twice a day every day. I mean, he was a kid. He was a bit, like, skinny, small. Oh, so he's always been an exerciser. Not, like, he was a cross-country runner back in the day. Mm. Now he is a, he wants to be a power sprinter. How is that different than a sprinter? I don't know. I guess you have a lot of power behind it rather than... It's like an amp that goes to 11. It's <laughs> one more. You can Google it. Oh, is it active power sprinting? No, it's passive power sprinting. God, I would hope so. <laughs> did I show you the pictures of Luke when he was younger? I've seen pictures of... Oh, yeah, I did show you because I have a crush on that boy. Your boy, man, friend. I have a crush on that boy. Son. <laughs> son. Oh, hell no. That's not creepy or anything. Yeah, he's six years older than me. Six years? Yeah. How does that manifest itself? Me constantly getting frustrated. <laughs> With pop cultural references? <laughs> Come on, you know. It was like, you've never seen Flash? No, uh-huh. I've never seen Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon? Yeah, he With made me watch soundtrack. that. He made me oh, watch no. that. So was that his Goonies? I guess the Goonies were his Goonies, but Flash uh, Gordon was like his, his like... Flash Gordon was his Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because there are so many things that to us just exist as funny, ironic, nostalgia references. And Flash Gordon is definitely one of those things. See, like, Flash the Queen Gordon, soundtrack is all I know. Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon, yeah, just just existed to me as a Queen song. What does your boyfriend friend do for hobbies other than get fit? Watch his movies. Um, oh, goes to the beach to exercise and play volleyball. Hangs out with me. Well, his job is very, like, sit down on computer mm-hmm. and web design. So that I don't know what that's like at all. Yeah, well, of course you do. Yeah. So it's like, it's very like, yeah, I want, like if, if I'm not sitting at my computer, I want to be up and doing shit. That's why I got into exercise because I realized I was sitting in a computer for eight hours a day and then coming home and sitting at a computer for eight hours at night. I still eat like a madman. And I will never not have that part of me. <laughs> I love to, I love food too much. I still like not eating, but not like starving, starving, just like not like eating one meal a day. I like that. In meals, like I've gotten better at portion control. Like that's that for me was a big thing. I mean like a huge meal a day. I just mean like, you know, two bowls of Apple Jacks. You know, a meal. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bowl of pasta. A meal a day. You know, a bowl and a bowl. I I don't like cooking like every damn five hours and cleaning. Really frustrating. Nothing but a hassle. It's annoying. It's No, but it's, see, it's not annoying. That's the thing I realized about cooking. It's not a chore. It's an act of love for yourself. Okay, I could just masturbate as easily. And there's you no messy cleanup from that. I mean, maybe a shower. There isn't? Maybe a shower. No, I don't like, I'm not a guy. I don't like come all over myself. Well, I shower after I eat. <laughs> and you wash dishes. Because I do need to clean the food off of myself. <laughs> you wash dishes. I am an incorrigibly messy a, eater. That is an act of love. I will admit I take it a bit far. Rubbing the contents of the sandwich all over myself. Mm. Maybe that's what <laughs> the rash came from. <laughs> <laughs> was my love lunch am i allergic to love lunch <laughs> possibly my self-love sandwich came back to bite me yeah do you grind on the sandwich <laughs> before you ingest it Asia. i'm sorry that's personal you're right anyway do all you- i'm saying is thank goodness i can take the upholstery off this couch and watch it <laughs> oh no I'm just kidding. I didn't wash it. <laughs> you're sitting all over my love lunch all over. <laughs> just enjoy it 
is that zoot spray? Like the cheap version of shout? <laughs> it's zout spray. Because you have to zout it out. <laughs> that the, that's the cheap version of shout it. For copyright reasons. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Are you sure that that's not where your rash came from? Well, I did spray it directly all over <laughs> myself except for my waistline and my face. <laughs> and your stuff. And my stuff. I, I think you should take that into your doctor. I'm uh, just think he might think I'm silly. <laughs> no. And also ask why I didn't buy shout. If he thinks that you're silly, then you could just say that he was silly for thinking that you had a completely wrong, that he completely misdiagnosed you. And when um, do you get a chemical peel? I think I, I think this technically qualifies as a chemical <laughs> peel. It's a very slow and itchy one. It's like shedding my skin, really. And no, it's not permanent, right? It will go away. Oh no, it is it is going away. Okay, like, that's this is good. so much better than it's been. Like it's been living with this for the better part of a month now. I have self-confidence now. And it didn't shake it, but it certainly made it tough to justify pretending to try to like date people or anything. Oh, that's sad. It's not on your face. So you could just wear long pants and a long shirt and then just tell them that you don't put out on the first five dates. Or I could just wear a black jumpsuit from my neck down. <laughs> well, it's not everywhere, everywhere. It's been cold outside. So you can date, probably. They're probably hiding things from you, too, at first. They're probably hiding emotional baggage. Why am I dating them anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Where did you find these guys? <laughs> but, I mean, if they can look over your... Personality, then they can look <laughs> over my rash. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, I mean, if they can look over... If they can look beyond your rash, or because everybody comes with their own amount of bullshit. I see your true colors. <laughs> it is a little bit like true colors, I'll admit. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just noticeable. It was a lot worse. I'm definitely in much better spirits than I was. I mean, I'm still concerned because I don't know what actually caused it. It wasn't like a tossing and turning, like waking up in the middle of the night thing. Like, I literally couldn't fall asleep until 5 a.m. a couple days, which does very strange things to your mind the next day. <laughs> Did they do like a lumbar puncture or a scratch test? Lumbar puncture? I think that's what That's they... an amazing band name. Did they do no. a scratch test? Um, no. If you take steroids, you can't get allergy tests because the steroids fight off your allergic response. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, they didn't decide to do this before you got the... Well, I mean, I, I had gone to the dermatologist. The bright side is, it's not on anywhere that, like, you need to have a good time. And if it were, that would be a completely different problem. It's true. I don't care how close to your junk it is. It's not on your junk. There's a buffer zone. <laughs> like, it's not on your junk. Again, waste area. <laughs> that was the only reprieve other than the face. It was the only place I was touched by God. <laughs> and the stuff. You keep forgetting the stuff. Uh, and that's like the most important part. But thankfully, God didn't forget the waste, the stuff, or the face. I think I'm gonna get that as a tramp stamp. So, I saw the most, the video most emblematic of our times and of the world in which we live. A viral video of a woman in Pennsylvania at a mall walking while texting and plummeting into a fountain. I read one or two articles about it and unraveled the full details. She worked at this mall, presumably for more than five minutes, 
she maybe should have known the layout of the mall that she worked at. And that would be yeah. a poor assumption on your part. She probably spends more time texting than walking. Or working. Or thinking. So we watched an interview with her. The viral video is just like surveillance footage of the woman walking around. Like, well, not around. She really just walks in a straight line. <laughs> directly, directly into a fountain. fountain, yes. But it's it's the surveillance video footage from, uh, I believe, several angles. It's like the Zapruder film of stupid people texting while walking it's so just mind-numbingly sad you better watch yourself because she's probably gonna sue you too after this the saddest most beautiful part is that she is now suing the mall that she works at she might not be suing them anymore as of five seconds ago (laughs) yeah she's decided to drop that lawsuit she's like actually on second thought they're paying me this guy's just attacking me on the interwebs. My favorite story was nobody came to my aid. She is suing the mall that she works at. Is she afraid that she was drowning in a five-inch fountain or... Asia? Yes. If you're texting underwater, you can drown in five inches. <laughs> but she's suing the mall because she says that the security guards didn't come to her aid, didn't run to her side <laughs> to defend her from the cell phone. She was texting on. It was apparently trying to kill her. Or maybe it's that they let the video leak onto YouTube. Right. I think that's really what she wants to punish. She's embarrassed. (laughs) I I just read another article. It said that investigations into who leaked the video were still ongoing. (laughs) You know, I've done some embarrassing shit in my time, and luckily none of it's ended up on YouTube. I wouldn't sue anybody who did leak something onto YouTube. I'd be embarrassed for sure, but like I would laugh about it at the end. She wasn't like crying. She got right back up and just walked away. Did did the fountain give her whiplash? Well, it was a very shallow. (laughs) The amount of dumb. What even motivates someone? I guess it's money is what motivates someone to sue the mall that they work for. Well, I mean, you work in a mall. Your paycheck can be. Talk about. Biting the latex-gloved hand that feeds you. (laughs) Technically, the only thing that didn't protect her was herself. She had (laughs) eyes. She just chose not to use them. Damn the torpedoes. (laughs) Full speed ahead with the texting. Now I just think that they need to start installing plexiglass barriers around fountains. It's probably not fair that it got leaked. No, I mean, it's completely fair that it got leaked because you're in a mall. You know, there are cameras. You work in a mall. You well, see I mean, the cameras every day. Yeah. Or maybe you don't because you're too busy looking at your phone. I feel for her in the sense that I have done embarrassing things. And yeah. I wouldn't want those to be leaked on YouTube. However, while doing those embarrassing things, I've looked ahead and to the side of me and to the other side of me before I've done them. <laughs> I wonder how long until cell phone fountain woman gets a techno remix. <laughs> no, she never will because she's got a piss poor attitude. Do you want to be her friend? No. Would you want to have a drink with her? You should be texting the whole time. Would you want to see her fall again, though? No, what I would want to do (laughs) is get her number and just text her a lot (laughs) and hope that I'm the cause of her, like, falling off a cliff. (laughs) Like, the person that did make her fall, I want to applaud. And she just has to respond in the moment. I mean, if the text was like, I've got your kid, you need to come here right now, then I could see falling into a fountain to, like, deal with that. 
She well, said on the like, news, the text was like, somebody asking what her and her husband's birthday was. It's not like God texted you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a, it was like They're a. They're gonna be okay if you take a second to get back. I think it was a dirty mistress or mister. <laughs> I think that she just got a series of texts that told her, walk into the fountain. Walk <laughs> into the fountain. It is so warm in this mall that you work in. Take a dip. I think at any age, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> no, but you know how, like, our parents can't use technology? My mom can only send an email in all caps. It doesn't realize that's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's awesome. She signs the ends of instant messages with comma mom. <laughs> As though it's a letter to me that she has been slowly writing one line at a time <laughs> that I have been able to respond to <laughs> throughout. <laughs> I took off my mom's instant messaging capabilities. <laughs> you will not communicate with me this way. <laughs> because if I step away, she'll be like, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? What happened? Because she doesn't understand that BRB means be right back. Have you been abducted? <laughs> BRB? Are you trying to type SOS? <laughs> Did they take your fingers? <laughs> you need to see Piranha. It's Piranha 3D. The cast features Elizabeth Shue, Richard Dreyfus. Christopher Lloyd, and it's about killer piranha that bubble up from a volcanic rift in a lake. Why? Because, Asia, they're piranha. They were in this volcano, and they're very hungry. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus gets eaten by piranha. Did you just ruin the ending for me? Oh, God, no. Elizabeth Shue was in some really good movies back in the day. And now she's in an amazing movie <laughs> like, called Piranha. She was also in this movie I saw last night with Kyle McLaughlin, people it's in California. McLaughlin. Okay, whatever. So all these people in California <laughs> face a blackout and have to deal with it. And they don't know how long it's going to last. What was it called? But Elizabeth Shue was in it. And Kyle McLaughlin. Sorry, I'm a, a Twin Peaks nerd. And also a showgirls nerd. Oh, I think no. two gigantic <laughs> reasons to love Kyle McLaughlin forever. You forgot to mention Sex in the City. Honestly, I'm one of the only gays who... Not the movies. Even the show. The show was fun. It was fun for a little while. There were some moments that I could completely identify with and were painful. I didn't like cry, but it was also poignant. See, for me, when it tried to be more poignant was when it really fell flat on its face. No. Like I, I just didn't think the writing was good enough to justify. That's not true. When Mr. Big left Carrie to go to Paris and she threw that McDonald's filet of fish across the room and it stuck to the <laughs> That's a metaphor. No. Her biological clock getting stuck. Her fish don't work anymore. No, you know, it ended when it should have ended, too. Like, it mm. didn't, like, stick, stick around like Friends did forever. Oh, Christ. And the thing I is, never liked Friends. The thing is, like, you're not even... It's like a, it's a half-hour comedy show. Like, what is it supposed to be? That was always my attitude toward Friends. I didn't think it was, like, a very well-written sitcom. No, it wasn't. For me, Frasier was the tits. Frasier was tits. That's actually one kind of genre of TV that I miss is really well-written, like, half-hour comedies. I love Lucy. Yeah, I love Lucy. That's why I love Arrested Development. Modern Family's great. Modern Imagine Family is great. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Sophia Vergara is, like, incredible with that show. Oh, she's so completely fearless. She would do pretty much anything to mock her own accent and her own, like, appearance. 
I think that shows like perfectly. You know, cast. she's a natural blonde. That blows my mind. And she didn't get any jobs when she was a blonde, so she had to dye her hair so that she could like be typecast as like the sexy Latina. Wow. Even though she was a sexy Latina bombshell, it's just like, oh no, she can be blonde. Bomb- Girls are blonde. Bombshell. Bombshell. <laughs> yes. Um. You look super tired. I'm tired. All right, we can we can continue this at a later. Yeah. By that, I mean I'm going to sleep. I understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>